Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> or evening. Whenever hey, they're listening. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope they're ready for this, because I've been trying to prepare the best I can for the show, but uh, I was up late. I was deciding between a couple topics, and I, I don't know what this thing's going to be like. It'll probably be terrible, but... You're sounding very negative right now. What's the problem? <laughs> Self-deprecating, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, that just just wipe. That's that's just yeah. it's a tendency sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a tendency sometimes, you know. Yeah. You just it's it's we we tend to on the negative side of things instead of going to the positive we're, direction. We're very good at that. We're right. very good at always looking at the the bad side, the negative side, the glass the, half empty thing. That's right. right. I I think we excel that as human beings. That's right. Beans. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's usually because, like, my, when my glass is half empty, I want the rest of that beer in there, and that's why I'm so disappointed. Right, yeah, that's right. Where'd that half beer go already? Yeah, yeah, that's, right. that's right. But no, what we what we decided on the day to talk about was was negativity. You know, as we enter into Lent, and and you know, here we are in the in the first week of Lent. We I know there's there's problems out there that people deal with, and you know, specifically last night we talked about this some of the group in, in our in our men's group at our church, and also just over the last few weeks, I've had a lot of people say like, I have a lot of trouble just loving myself or not even loving myself but but i have this voice in my head and it's always telling me how i fail how i'm wrong how how i, I don't measure up all of these things this negative self-talk you know negativity can be seen in a lot of ways obviously being negative towards others and judging people and things like that but what i want to focus on today is more of this how we're negative with ourselves how we can put ourselves out of a wonderful mood to just this terrible place this terrible feeling instantly just, yeah, yeah instantly and never yeah. say a word right it's that voice in your head that that guy that's constantly telling you that you're not good enough why would you want to even try that you're gonna look like an idiot and that's gonna require effort and you know you're gonna fail and like all these things you hear in your head and and we're so accustomed and trained to it that we don't even argue back a lot of times we just say you know what you're right i'm not gonna do that like mm-hmm. you know what are you gonna give that guy that homeless man money for because all he's gonna do is buy drugs and alcohol with it yeah, you're right. I'm not going to roll down my window. Like all of these things, we we allow these voices in our heads to uh, to to control us and, right, and make our choices for us. Right, yeah. and we beat ourselves up. There's so many things I want to talk about, but to get into it, you know, our thoughts we're just trapped in our own heads a lot. And if we're not in seeking to have proper control of those and, and orient our thoughts in the proper way, it can make it very very hard to live this life that we're trying to live, the life of a disciple of Christ. To, to constantly be focused on joy and, and our mission and all of that. You know, uh, Paul gives us a, a look at this in 2 Corinthians. You know, he says, take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. So if we start there, you know, what he's saying is, look, you need to guard your thoughts. You need to control your thoughts. When these things come in, these negative connotations and these self-deprecating things, when, when you start doing that to yourself, you need to stop immediately and refocus on what is Christ's thoughts of me? What are, how does he feel? I need to tell myself to learn the skill of telling myself that is not from Christ, that is from the devil, that's from the evil one, and not letting that thought take us captive and take us to a place that's in direct opposition to where God wants us to be. When you said that quote, it kind of like the, the image came to my mind as if like you're casting like a net around that, that negative 
thought. You're like mm-hmm. catching it to where it's not going to go beyond that one moment. Because if it goes beyond that singular moment, then it becomes uh, an event. Then it becomes an eternity. Then it becomes a lifelong thought of yourself. Mm-hmm. And and that's read that again because I think I think <laughs> you read it so fast that people didn't digest it, says, it enough. Take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. Right. Every yeah. thought that you have. Right. You know, especially those that, like you said, the ones that will are talk about self uh, diminishing mm-hmm. um, anything. Like you know, I. I struggled with a lot when I was young. I struggled with reading comprehension, mm-hmm. you know. And I was in, I was in reading groups to where I was far behind in in, in excelling where everybody else was. But um, but that still allowed me to kind of not say that I'm stupid, you know, to have that that image of stupid. I said, mm-hmm. well, I need more things I need to work on. And some of us, like I said, we all have special gifts, mm-hmm. right? Some things we need to kind of work on more than other things. But when when we think of negativity and it attacks ourselves, then we won't even identify the spiritual gifts. Right. We won't allow ourselves to go there because we're focused on the negative. Mm-hmm. We're focused on the the poor aspects of ourselves, right? And God doesn't want that. He wants the, the genuine, the love and the gifts that he said, this is why you were created for. You need to look at this and run with it and not dwell on these negative things in the past. Right. Well, that and that's... You know the the devil his the whole point of his of his existence is to trip us up right to to take us away from from God to point our eyes away from God onto sin and onto Him and and have us turn our back on the Lord. I mean that's what he did with Eve and you know when he said oh he he doesn't want you to be like him he doesn't if he was a good father he would he would let you have this and he's keeping this from you he's not allowing you to be the person you should be you know all of these things that sure. he he twisted you know things into lies. And that's what he is. Jesus identifies him in John. You know, John verse or chapter eight, verse 40, 44, He says he's and he's talking about the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is not truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks in character because he is a liar and the father of lies. We've got to understand that one of the easiest ways for the devil to change our behavior is to get into our heads to whisper these lies. And you can see it so obviously in your life when one thing happens, you can be have the best day in your life. Like right now, think about what the best day in your life would be. And then one little thing can happen. One person can say something to you that you take a wrong way. And then that thought goes off down a rabbit hole. And the next thing you know, it creates this avalanche of just self-deprecating, just just beating ourselves up. I, I often... And it's very hard to do to stop once it happens, but I often see myself in the midst of this when it, because it happens to me all the time. I'm very bad about letting one thing just snowball into everything. And now all of a sudden I'm, I'm not worth, you know, the, the time or the effort that God put into creating me. And the thing we have to realize is that all of those are lies. Like every bit of that is the devil trying to tell you, yeah, you know, you did this. But you know what? You also did that. Mm-hmm. And it turns us away from everything, you know, sins that we have confessed to. That we are supposed to, when we go confess, we, we give the sin, we receive absolution, and that's supposed to be the end of it. But the devil, he pries his way back in there and goes, yeah, you know, you went and told God you're sorry, but you still did that, you know? And, and because you did that, that means you're this. And because you're this, that means you're that. And next thing you know, you can become almost physically ill at points because you go like, that. there's no reason. Why am I here? Right. Who am I kidding? Why yeah. do I think I can live this way? Or I don't deserve anything. I'm such, I'm a piece of garbage. And we easily can go in there. We're doing the devil's job for him. I, often I think that he sits back and he just puts that one little lie in your ear. Like he walks by you in a crowd, you know, and goes, hey, everybody hates you. 
and you're kind of going, what, what, what was that? What, mm. what did I just hear? And next thing you know, you're like, you know what? I've met three people today that don't seem like they like me. I'm pretty sure they don't. Like they actually physically told me they didn't like me or whatever it is. And and next thing you know, you're just, I, I imagine he's sitting back somewhere with a bucket of popcorn laughing going, yeah, watch this. It's like a dog chasing his tail, right? You're just, he set, he set it in motion and he's going to watch you until you flat fall out. You know, just like a dog would chasing his tail for so long. Right. Well, and what you spoke of is the same thing is, is that we all work with in our lives. I mean, it, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, a career, or whether it's anything, there's always a, a negative spark can start a huge fire into, into like, despair. Mm-hmm. Like, say, like, yeah, my job's okay, but I really want another job. Because if I got another job, I'll, feel, I'll be much better this job is just my boss, yada, 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 negative thought. Same thing with marriage. Maybe there's a relationship that's, that you're not communicating, so therefore you're feeling a little bit of uh, despair in that relationship. But, you know, the thing is when you, when, you walk, when you walk in despair, when you walk in negativity, it's hard to see the gifts that are there mm-hmm. in a relationship, in a job, whether, you know, even a car is breaking down, but you're still getting you to point A and point B. We always want to go to the next thing better. We think the thing, the next thing is better, but that's not necessarily the case, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the thing with relationships, with our jobs, and and any decisions that we have, we have to make sure we look at it and say, okay, what is motivating me to think this is a bad choice where I am right now? Mm-hmm. And if it is something that I can fix and work on, I'm going to do work, fix and work on it, you know. So so often we are so easy to give up on something. We mm-hmm. just we we dust our hands off. We walk away thinking. Well, it's not my fault, but really probably is. But that's the point, though. Yeah. That's why that's why he does this. That's why he's whispering these lies in there. That's, you know, the accuser uh, The accuser is another name of the devil. And that's one of the best names for him because that's what he does all day long. He wants to sit there and, and accuse you of things so that you quit, that you give up. Right. Whether it's being a good father. This is too hard. Like, I'm trying to spend more time with my kids, but I really just want to do what I want to do. And, and so you give up. Like, he whispers, you know, no matter what you do, they're not going to love you like they love their mother. Or they're not gonna, you know, you wasted too much time. You, you, you're what you're too late in life. Whatever it may be, all these lies and and the whole point is to get you to give up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never you never lose. You haven't lost the game until you finally say, I quit. I give up. And that's what his whole point is. He wants you to give up because he knows when he breaks you down to that point that if you completely turn away from God, then then he's got his claws in you, and there's gotcha. nothing and you can you're, do. You're not a threat to him. Anymore. All right. At yeah. least he assumes there's nothing right. you do. Obviously, we know that. Jesus has spent, you know, made a, a very lustrous career out of, of redeeming those who are sure, broken. Yeah. But, but you know, case in point, myself and you in different ways. I mean, a lot of people we've talked about, but that's his whole goal. And I, people need to understand that. Like, we need to stop thinking of these thoughts are my thoughts. Because there's really three thoughts that come into our minds. You have God's, the the, the proper thought processes, the, the love, the adulation, the praise, the 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 the, um, the the good vibes, for, you know, for lack of better words. Then you have the devil. Everything that is negative, everything that makes you feel unworthy, unloved, dirty, all of those things. And then you have your own that are somewhere in the middle of just trying to figure things out. But we've got to start identifying these thoughts are not mine. The moment my life started to change with this stuff, and it's still very hard. Don't get me wrong. I struggle with this constantly. You can ask Angela. She's like, well, what is the matter with you? Like, you just have beating herself to a pulp today. So I'm not impervious to this. None of us are. No. Uh-uh. But but the thing is, you've got to start realizing and thinking like these thoughts in my head were put there by the evil one. 
And I know that's going to sound nuts to some people, but that's really what happens. He spends his day trying to wreck the lives of each and every one of us, to wreck our families. And that's what happens. That's another effect of this negative self-talk is that we start telling ourselves what we are. So we start becoming that because we feel there is no other option. And then all of a sudden, everything within our radius is affected by that. Our children, you know, well, I don't know, dad, hey, I did this, but I didn't do it well. Well, you might as well stop. You know, I mean, you're never going to be like, you're never going to be LeBron James. You know, you're just not, you're like four foot eight. And I don't think you're ever going to make it to six feet. Like give up, you know, whatever it is, something along those lines. And, and we affect everybody around us with that negative self-talk. It becomes that that's what the devil wants to do is break us apart from the herd, from the rest of our, our protection, our flock, everything else, and break us down and then send us back into that flock as the black sheep, the negative one, the one that's going to break down the rest of the people by our own self-image. You know, and it's it's a it's a hole that we all go down that we don't need to. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's very easy to fall into. You know, the other thing is comparison. You know, that's you know that's oh, another yeah, part yeah. of self talk, right? Well, I think we all do that. Yeah. We all compare ourselves to other people or to how come this is happening to them, and and you know what they've done, God. You really yeah. do know what they how they behave. Yet I'm doing this, and and, and you know I haven't gotten that blessing yet. That's you right. know, we, we can play that role. We can play that game with God, and that's that's not a good thing to do either. Yeah, so, yeah. it's it's that it's this idea that, that we're not good enough. I'm strong. I struggle with that right now. You know, every time I give a talk or something like that, I'm like, man, that's that's, that's decent. Like I'm, I, you know, I, I think that was good, and it went over well. I do it with these shows all the time. I'm like, man, that, this thing was terrible. Nobody's gonna listen to it. Nobody likes it. And then people go like, man, that really meant a lot to me. But then at the same time, I'll hear Deacon Jeff give a homily, or I'll hear. You know, Christophanic come out with a video or one of these, somebody that's just really gifted. And I go, man, I'll never be that. Like, I I can do this, but it's never going to be as good as that. And yeah, it's yeah. it's the devil. It's the, uh, seriously, Deacon Jeff's telling me over here that I yeah, will never right. be that that's good. Right. So I don't have to think about that's it. Right. It's just the truth. Thank you, Deacon <laughs> Jeff. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously, I'm joking. Um, but uh, it, it's this idea that, like, what I'm doing is not good enough. And we've got, to, we've got to correct that as well, too, because the Lord, all he asks is for us to participate, right? To join the game and do your best with the gifts and the abilities I've given you to help bring me to other people. Now, does that mean that I can, I can break down, uh, you know, the Bible and, 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 you know, show you where the mass is in Revelations like Scott Hahn? No, never would be able to, just wouldn't even try. Does that mean that I'm going to be able to to tell you how to be the best version of yourself, with Matthew, like Matthew Kelly or something like that? No, I, that's his deal. But what I can do is use the gifts that I've given. But the devil uses that. That's what he whispers is, look, it tries you will. You'll never be that guy. You'll never be able to be as good as him. You'll never be able to do what he's done. And it's unsettling. And it's that is one of the quickest ways that he gets people to simply quit in their lives. You know, why, why should I speak up? Why should I say anything? Because it's just going to sound dumb. It won't sound like that. I'm not practiced. I'm not... I'm not a gifted homilist. I'm not. That's why sometimes some of the priests that get up that you can just tell they're not, they're not gifted in that way, right? They want to talk from the heart. They want to, but the gift isn't there, but the, it's that effort. They they try with all their heart. And sometimes that's some of the best homilies I've ever heard is the person that's not good at it, but got up there anyway and did it and listened to that voice of the Lord saying, look, it, you just got to trust in me, you know? And that, mm-hmm. so that's, that's another thing that I find myself and I hear people all the time struggling with is just why even try? And that's that's the point of what we've said over and over again in this is the devil wants you to get to that point of what's the point? What's the purpose? All I'm doing is wasting my time. I'm I'm leading people in the wrong direction probably because I don't know what I'm doing or 
all of that. And it's just a dangerous thing when we when we live in that. Right. Well, comparison is comparison is so destructive, uh, as you were saying, you know, because we can use that in any aspect of our lives, Mm -hmm. you know, like, well, how come I'm not bringing in enough referrals or enough money or my district or how come I'm not, um, you know, gosh, I used to be so good at studying this. And, you know, and, and like you said, you create that list of where you fail and yet you never you neglect the, the list of your successes. You know, even Christ said, you know, peace I give you, peace I leave you. Mm-hmm. We forget that, that that is what God intended for us to be at peace. But yet, why is it so hard for us to attain that? Because we're so busy at comparing ourselves to other people. We're so busy at looking at uh, our faults rather than looking at our successes, like I just said. And and when we look at our successes, when we realize that we're learning, we're growing, and we may not be where we are, we want to be right now, but we have faith knowing that God, is, the Holy Spirit is leading us, then we have that peace. We can garner that peace. Right. And But like you said, the, the evil one, the, the enemy is going to keep throwing negative spitballs at us mm-hmm. and hit us in the back of the head going, no, nah, where do you think you're going? You don't deserve that. You don't deserve yeah. that peace. Well, he's the one that doesn't deserve the peace. He left it. Yeah. You know, so, and that's why he's jealous because he knows we can't attain it. He knows that we deserve it and, and it's eating him up. And that's why he constantly is trying to do everything he can to break the body of Christ up. That's why I love the terms the adversary and the advocate. Yeah. Because there are two choices in our head. That's what I want people to realize today. You have control of what you're thinking, of what your body's doing, all these things. You have the say to go, I'm not going to listen to that. That's what we have to recognize because there's that other voice, the voice of the advocate that that says, look, you are worth it. And you know what? It doesn't matter what you think about what you did. You answered God's call in your life, whatever that is, by being a good father, by being a good husband, by putting your best foot forward. You have, you've answered that call. Don't listen to that mess. Like... You, your life, there's a peace that waits for people when you start to master this skill because it, it's it's something that we have to or we're going to be turned back. You know, and it starts with, with me. I have to remind myself every morning when I get up, I'm living for Christ. I'm living for what he needs of me today. I know today I'm going to get bombarded, right? I'm going to put on the armor of God and I'm going to do my best to keep it from falling off, you know, or, or self taking it off myself mm-hmm. to expose myself. So... You know, one of the one of the quotes that I love from a saint that I, I love a lot is Saint Ignatius, and and he says, by preference, the devil attacks at the moment of awaking, before the mind has had time for pious thoughts. He presents it to it bad and forbidden ones. So he's even leading us here, like you need to recognize this when you get up every day that this is something. It's not going to be tomorrow or just yesterday or whatever. It's going to be every single day. The devil is waiting on you to wake up, and the first thing he wants you to do is think negatively like man i can't believe i have to do this today or man it's raining again or man and these seem like simple thoughts but if you start to allow that in you know father richards has something you know garbage in is garbage out you know mm-hmm. if you start watching the, you turn on the news especially here in memphis and there's 18 killings they got to go through before they tell you the weather weather and all these terrible things and robberies and homicides all this if that's the first thing you're putting in your mind every day where do you think the rest of your thoughts are going to go because you're automatically setting yourself up for sure you know, this day already is terrible. You know, look at all these people that died. I might as well just go take a shower and the water's probably going to be cold. And, you know, my hairdryer's probably not going to work. And my car probably won't start. And my boss is probably going to yell at me today. You start down this path and then all day long that never shuts off. We forget to click that switch every morning and say, look, 
I, I got you figured out, devil. Like, I know you're coming for me today, but I also want you to know I'm prepared for you. Right. And when I hear that voice, you need to go somewhere else. Satan, get behind me. You know, this is, I, I, I am, I'm not listening to this. I have, I have one marching order, and that comes from the advocate, and that comes to be a joy and a gift, and to have a joyful purpose today in my life. And no matter if I get up or I fail, or if, if I fall or I, or, I, or I succeed today, tomorrow we begin again, right? So if I do fail today, guess what? I got tomorrow. And I'm going to do my best again. And to quiet that voice, it's it's just, it's terrible. And, and, and I've been there. Like I said, I, I have recently in the past few weeks felt that physical sickness because I've allowed myself to do it. And sometimes I know I'm letting myself do it. But we've got to train ourselves to say, you know, we've got to, there's, a, there's another verse here. Let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit. That means everything. Cleanse yourself from these thoughts. Don't allow this to take a hold in your life. You know, what? what's helped me is I start thinking about Angel and the kids. Man, if I let my day go this way, I'm going to be easy to be angered. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be irritable. I'm going to be a jerk. I'm going to care only about what I want and not what anybody else wants because I'm miserable inside. And I want everybody else, whether I know it or not, to be miserable with me. And we've got to gain control of that. Right. And you, like you said before, that our thoughts can steer us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not our words, it's our thoughts. Our thoughts can make us do whatever we want to do or whatever we conceive to do. Mm-hmm. And and kind of what going back to the Ignatius quote there, it's like um, uh, attacks man at the moment of awakening. I was also thinking awakening of spiritual. Because, mm-hmm. you know, an enemy's going to attack someone before they're even powerful, right? Or before yeah. they know they have power. I mean, and, and so he's like, well, if I get them before they know that that all the gift that God before they discover the gifts that God has given them, then then maybe he won't be much of a fight, and they'll be I can move on to the next one, and and that's like you said that's the tactics. So no, if you're being attacked, guess what? He sees you as a threat. Yeah, you know, rejoice <laughs> in that, right? Amen. And and just know that that um, you know there's going to be target. Mm-hmm. You're you're, you're going to be target because you're a son of God and you're a brother and sister of Christ, and that's always going to be that until that time you're called up. That's right. And um, just know that, you know, when you're being attacked, then heck, you know what? You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, you're, you're, you're being called to, do, to be that son, to be that daughter, and to make changes on this earth for God's glory. And uh, rest in that. Yeah. yeah. Amen. That's well said. I mean, it, we do. We have to realize, like you said, he's coming for us. And, and the more that we try to climb up the ladder, the more he's grabbing our bottom leg trying to jerk us back down, mm-hmm. right? It, the closer we try to walk with Jesus, the, the more we're on his radar, the, the, more, the bigger bullseye on our back. And we have to be prepared for that, not only uh, in, in the physical outside world, but in our own heads. Um, you know, it just, it's one thing that, that, you know, John Paul II said in his talk, I believe he gave a talk, it was at Fatima, I think, and he said, have nothing to do with the dragon, period. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, not only does that mean like don't engage in physical things like pornography or or go places you shouldn't be, or be with people you shouldn't be. Also, don't let yourself go to places in your yeah, don't mind be palace. Curious. Yeah, don't be curious about <laughs> yeah. like witchcraft or, or yeah. like haunted houses or whatever. Right. I mean, you know, whatever. No, Just, don't go to the condemned part of the mind palace. That's right. Yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> that's right. right. You know, cornered off. That's right. right. Yeah, it's quarantined. But yeah. but no, that's that's where he. Uh, you know, that's what he's trying to tell us. With that quote is have nothing to do with him. Like, don't give him a foothold. Don't give him a way in. And We've got to start through scripture, you know, prayerful scripture reading, through prayer, through asking for the intercessions of Mary, all these things to, to guard us and, and protect us from this because we know it's coming. And the thing is, what is 
what is crazy, right? Doing the same thing and expecting different results. Over and over again, yeah. To allow yourself to wake up every day and not spiritually prepare in this way for the spiritual warfare, for this negative self-talk, for this comparison that you know is coming each and every day, then you're just giving up. You're waving the right the white flag before you ever even start. And, you know, one of the things that we always want to do is, I don't want to leave people thinking, okay, well, you've talked all about why it's terrible. Now, how do you, what's what's the remedy, mm-hmm. you know? and. All I can speak of is, is one, we have to be kind to ourselves. We have to realize that that we're going to make mistakes, that we're going to mess up. That's why God gave us rec- reconciliation. Don't beat yourself up about it. Understand, I have a way to go and reconcile myself to the Lord and start again. So we've got to engage in that. We also have to realize what's happening when it's happening and put a stop to it. Devil, you have no place here today. Get out of my head. I'm not listening. I, all I know is I want to listen to the Lord. The other things... You know, we are in control of our thoughts and our own self-image. When we start to hear these things, find out what the opposite is. If somebody's telling you that, that you know, you're not good enough, then start telling yourself you're worthy. You know, all these opposite thoughts that would come from God, answer the devil with the thoughts and the love of God in your own head. Then think of the truth of your life. Like, I was worth dying for. No matter what you say to me, it doesn't matter. I was worth coming down, God to put himself into flesh and to go through the worst hells you could imagine for me. You have nothing you can say to me that changes that. Like we have to accept that. And then we need to understand that when we hear these negative things, the worry, the doubt, the anxiety, the negativity, the ultimatums, all of those are from the evil one. Anything that draws us into self-deprecation, things like that, self-deprecating thoughts are from the evil one. Anything, love, kindness, confidence, affirmation, all of those things, those come from Jesus. Those come from the God, from God. He wants to build you up all day long in every aspect. And when we start to remember that and remember, like I said, we're worth dying for, man, you can start to master this and, and to kick the devil out of your head. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, go to go to confession and, and receive the Eucharist because that's that's the where the healing part. That's the healing place. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, I want to say too here. At the end, you know, we've been getting a lot of emails, a lot of likes on social media, all those things. Thank you for that. If you have any ideas, anything you want to hear on the show, please email them to just a guy in the pew at gmail.com. We're running out of the ideas you know, for the bags, right? Right. Is affirmation. We yeah. do take affirmation <laughs> in, in truckloads. So, yeah. uh, you know, any you want to give, we'd, we'd be, you know, grateful for that. And thank you for listening. But I hear that music, so it's time to close out with prayer. And, you know, everybody just focus on listening to the positive in your life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, negativity and comparison wish to run rampant in our lives. They are so easy to fall into, and the devil aims to use them to render us inactive in the spiritual battle. Help us to take every thought captive in obedience to you, Lord, and give us the strength to fight the lies of the devil and the courage to replace them with the truth of your love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.